1: Think about the lights. Think about the background. Think about what, the way your shots are. Think about the emotion that your shots have. This
0: is episode 89 of the Arts Academy podcast, How to Sell an Indie Comedy Special, with Victor Varnato and Rachel Teichman.
1: Welcome to the Arts Academy podcast. I am Dean Victor Barnaud. Uh This is Rachel Teichman, LMSW.
0: What's going on, everyone?
1: Uh, we are here teaching you all of the ins and outs of the mechanics of the entertainment industry. Such as is such as it is. I'm just trying to teach you all the stuff that I wish I'd known when I started. So uh, why don't I why don't we pull down this thing? It's just bugging me in the background. There we go. All right. And so what I want to do is right now I just want to talk to. We're, we're doing the second part of our of our two part series. The first part of the series we talked about the making of christian finnegan show your work which is out right now you can check it out on apple tv and i think you can get it on amazon right now uh christian finnegan show your work uh which was directed by me and produced by a tight team of mfs which include rachel Teichman. anyway so that is out and about right now please check it out we talked about how to make your own indie indie comedy special with no money or very little money but now we're going to talk about how to sell your own indie comedy special with uh that you've made for little or no money um this is the 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 most important part about selling your own comedy indie comedy special is this it's not that hard to sell it if you can make something worth selling the thing is If you can't produce something that looks professional or feels professional for a low amount of money, then you can't, you're just not going to be able to sell it. And second thing is if you're not a big name comedian, if you're not like a marquee name comedian and you're trying to sell your comedy special for broadcast, then what you've got to do is give them something more. Than just jokes. And if you're a purist in comedy, you may be saying to yourself, Oh, all I need is jokes. But if you don't have name recognition and you're telling a story beyond just uh, beyond just jokes, you're telling somewhat of your own story. And it can be just your jokes, but just like remember what part of you being you is you being you is specific to you and just pitch it that way. Like if you are Uh, For instance, I myself am a uh, a black albino with a lazy eye. Uh, And so (laughs) as long as if I wanted to pitch a special about myself, I'd probably mention that somewhere. I'm just saying. All right. Um, So let's talk very quickly about how to actually talk to people when you want to sell your special. And then let's let's talk about how to make a special that is of quality that you can sell it. How do you feel about that, Rachel?
0: I'm excited for it.
1: Great. Okay. So the simplest way to describe how to sell your own comedy special, like if you want to make your own comedy special, the simplest way to describe it is this process. You find a person who works in development at a network. We're going to break all these things down. I'm not just going to say find a person in development at a network. And uh, that's it. I'm going to break down how to do each of these steps, but you find a person who works in development at a network uh, you give them a soft solicitation, let's call it a soft solicitation. Good evening, Stephen. Um, uh, a soft solicita- solicitation is basically when you give someone a query email asking if it's okay to, you know, start a conversation with them. So like a soft solicitation to someone would be like, hi, my name is comedian. Uh, I made I made a special. I would love to send you the 60 second trailer of this special. So most of the time people who are not jerks will accept that 60 second trailer and at least look at it. and then your 60 second trailer should probably kick butt. Um, and then so after the soft solic- solic- solicitation, then you send the trailer, you send them, or how, however you're pitching it to them, and if you've got a trailer, which you probably want to have, you are going to pitch to them that second email, or or however you're contacting them, and that email is going to send the trailer, but it's also going to give a quick bio of you and the point of view of your comedy special, if it has a point of view, and so that way they are they're basically going to click on that to click on that trailer, and if they like the trailer, they're going to look back at the rest of what you read to decide whether or not they want to take it one step further which might be asking you to see a rough cut or a finished cut of your stand-up special a rough cut of your stand-up special is all you actually need to have to sell a special just a a rough cut what a rough cut means is that it's basically edited the sound may not be hundred percent professionally done at that point or mixed although it should be professionally recorded the sound may not be a hundred percent professionally mixed at that point and the color correction or video may not be the final final version but it's just put together enough so that they can really see like whether or not it's funny what the content is they can get enough of a feel to know whether or not they want it so that is the process from beginning to end to sell your comedy special to an entity um Let's talk about some of those things which don't sound easy, easy to do. First of all, uh, how to get a hold of the development person in a industry. The easiest way, I would say, to get a hold of the development person in, 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 uh, on any sort of network or working for some streaming service is through um, a, a conference. Uh, usually... There are content makers markets or they're, they're basically like film festival, except they're for like TV show and content marketing uh, ideas. Uh, they do cost money, but they're the most bang for your buck. So if you can go to one of those markets, a uh, content market, like for instance, an example of a content market as a place like real screen, R E A L S C R E N. If you can go to a place like that, Sometimes it may cost you like two to $300 uh, to go to someplace like that. But when you do, you can meet with a lot of production companies and a lot of networks who are there specifically to meet people that are pitching stuff. If you, if you, if you do that and you are come prepared, you can actually set up a lot of deals. I've done it myself uh, many a time and you can set up a deal around your project. If you've got your pitch ready, if you don't have, Say the money to go to one of those things. Then I would say like your best bet is to, if you're a comedian, just be really funny and go to festivals, as many festivals as you can and make, try to make those k- kind of connections at festivals. And if you can't do that, I would say, talk to somebody who might be able to introduce you to uh, someone at a network uh, or a de- development person at a network.
0: I have a question. I, would,
1: I wouldn't suggest uh, cold, emailing development people at network so yes what is your question
0: so let's say you do have the money to go to something like real screen do you need any kind of credentials to get into that or can anybody go in
1: well they lightly vet you when you go to real screen they try to make sure you're not crazy they try to make sure you're not going to be like embarrassing Um, but most people will be able to get in the the thing about real screen though is they consider that if you go to one of those festivals that you're serious. So people will at least sit down and talk to you. So if you just approach somebody out of the blue, they're not gonna sit down and talk to you. And that's the best way to just like talk to people cold because they're all there for the same reason. They either want to see material or they they wanna see material or show material. So they're open and they've come there specifically to be talked to. And so that's like one of the best places to get that conversation started, I would say. Does that answer your question?
0: It does. Thank you.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. All right. And so, so basically getting hold of industry professionals. Let's uh, go back over that really quick and just do the bullet points again. Uh, one is go to one of these conferences like real screen, or I think there's another one called Napti. I I haven't been to that one, but I know what real screen is and I've been there and that has uh, done pretty well. Um, number two if you don't have that option and you're a comedian i would just go to as many festivals as you can and then make those type of connections at festivals because that's another place where you can find people uh number three if you don't have that option uh, then you need to ask somebody that you know if they can introduce you if you know another comedian who has a special maybe they can point you in the right direction here's the thing don't expect people to do that for you though that's not necessary like they they there's no reason why they should have to do that for you. So always approach people nicely and make them feel good about your project. Like if they want to see your project before they give you somebody's name, that's totally fine. Like what if your project was just insane and they don't want to have introduced you to uh, their connection if you're just uh, Looney Tune. So just it, don't, don't be too expectant of people just be nice and, a lot of times people will help you out if you're just like very, very respectful and you think about it from their point of view, if you can do that. All right. Uh, then, so once you have, once you have made that connection, uh, I, I guess before you've made that connection, there are things that you want to be a hundred percent sure of. You want to be a hundred percent sure that your piece is sellable. And I'm just going to go down a quick list of things that are really important so that you can make something that people will actually want to buy when it is from, I'm assuming a not very well-known comedian, uh, who is doing an indie production, which means I'm going to say it's probably low or no budget, but here are the things that I would say that you have to watch out for. If you want to sell something and people to take you seriously, number one, uh, I think these should offer something more than comedy. If you're, uh, a not very well-known comedian you should do your special but your special should be this is my you know this is my special and and it's about uh me growing up with uh, divorced parents or this is my special and i am uh i am a latino woman struggling in the world or this is my special and i am i am a uh doctor turned comedian so like it should, it should tell a story more than just jokes. And I know, I know that a lot of hardcore comedians are going to be like, it's all just jokes, but it never is. Even if you're a just jokes comedian, that's going to be your story as well. I think, I, th- I think, I think even Seinfeld, who's a, like one of the biggest people's like is just jokes, but Seinfeld has his own thing, brand personality. That that's all part of who he is. Okay. Um, uh, next uh, thing I would say, uh, number two, Put thought into the visuals. Um, that saying that don't just do the absolute bare minimum to get an image into the camera. The stand-up special. Some of the most iconic stand-up specials are not just straight-up simple shots. There's a lot of thought that goes into them. In fact, I think like uh, I, I think like the the Kings of Comedy, uh, directed by Spike Lee, is a really good example where just like they put thought into the visuals i'm not saying you could sp- spend a whole bunch of money on like cameras and jibs and things like that but i'm saying just like whatever you're working with just put a little thought into it don't just don't just uh just point the cameras at people just try to think about uh more than that in, in the previous uh, episode of arts academy we did talk about more specifics about visuals and we kind of broke down like camera setups and stuff like that so if you want to know more about that then go listen to that episode. Uh, Number three, you have to have perfect sound, okay? For a stand-up special in particular, sound is so important. And if you're going to do a special where the most valuable, if you're going to do a special a video production where the most valuable part of it is the spoken word, your sound has to be recorded. So if you have absolutely no money, but you must, must spend a little bit of money on sound to get it just right, do it, figure it out or or teach yourself or just learn or whatever. Just like that's probably, I mean, it's, it's the most important thing for any stand-up special. Get your sound uh, exactly right. And then if you don't, don't trust yourself to edit it. Try to work with other people besides yourself. Cause if you're a comedian and you're trying to like edit your own comedy special, try to get someone else involved if you can. And also don't forget that comedy specials are not easy to edit. I see a lot of comedy specials, especially on the lower end where they are edited very sloppily because they don't play to the audience's attention. Meaning that um, think about it this way: if you're watching a, if you're if you're watching two people talk to each other, and someone says something that is astounding to the other person, the next thing you're going to do when you watch the first person say the crazy thing, you're going to look at the face of the person they said the crazy thing to. That's that's a uh, just a basic example of I think uh, people call it playing with reactions or uh, playing on reactions, like comedy plays on reactions. Now. In a comedy special, you're not always every time a comedian tells a joke, you're not cutting to the audience. That's not the answer. And the answer also the and the and the answer also can't be that because I would be a very weird special if every time that the comedian tells a joke, you cut to the audience, it, it gets pretty weird really, really fast. But there is a rhythm to comedy and a rhythm to the shots that that you choose when a joke is being told and when a punchline lands and you really need to just study that on the very best of specials um we talk a little bit more about edit didn't we talk about editing in the last one too i believe so yeah we talked about editing in the last episode of the show too so if you want to know more about like the editing process or thought process through editing especially stand-up comedy you can actually uh you can actually look at that uh so that is everything that i wanted to talk about it's not like a super long episode but it's an episode that i think covers a lot which is about um how to approach somebody at a network or streaming service and then what people are looking for uh and how to make a professional version of a special just think about all of those things and i think that if you are on top of that funny (laughs) you can sell a comedy special i think it's just that easy however if you have any questions now's the time to ask if you want to throw a question in the comment before we completely wrap up but if you do have a question i would love to hear a question uh what would you say you learned from working on your first comedy special from beginning to end as a producer
0: um well i guess are we are you talking about christian finnegan yes number one thing i learned is and this is going to sound really basic, but kind of going on the theme that you're talking about, just putting thought into everything. Cause like if you half-ass it, it's going to look and sound half-assed.
1: Uh, that is true. I I agree. I That's one of the biggest things is put thought into everything. Yo, mooded. Hello. Nice to have you here. I would say, yeah, putting thought into everything is just one of the, one of the biggest things is every, every, That's, I mean, that's what you have control over more than anything else. Like, like if you've got a camera and you just put thought into how you point that camera and and how you set it up, it's just going to look better. And that counts as production value. And so if it only takes you a little bit of extra time and thought to raise your production value greatly, I would do that. Like
0: even, like even the trick of, um, I think you used multiple smartphones to capture audience sound yes like that's such a small thing that i think elevates it so much
1: it did because then the sound of the audience sounds way more full than it would have um because we didn't have the budget to do a a a, an extremely large uh sound department we didn't have the budget for that but just taking the time to just like put phones and record the audience in different areas in the audience like really up to the production value and gave eventually the uh sound mixer guy more to work with um all right then i guess that is everything were there any final questions i saw there was a big question thing that went up but is that just nonsense
0: that's not no nonsense, question. but it's not a question
1: got a buddy who did a few comedy special and he does learns the stuff he needs to know i forward your links to him you cover so much great info and yes, sounds quality is key. Why? Thanks, Steven. Way to go, man. Thanks, Stephen. All right. So that is it for today. Uh, everybody, uh, we are going to try and do a recording now every two weeks again. So we'll be back rocking and rolling as much as we can. Things, things get really busy sometimes. And so it's uh, hard to keep all of them up, but we're going to do our very best. Won't we, Rachel?
0: Yas. What was that? (laughs) That was me agreeing.
1: Uh, All right. Well, that is the show for today. Thanks a lot, everybody. Check us out at Arts Academy Podcast and Alt Arts Academy on all social media. You can find us at artsacademypodcast.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,